0: No moves, going down the Trump bloodstock back straight. Mr. McLaren, Mr. McLaren by three metres. Leap to fame is looming large on the outside. He's only a neck away. Kingmaker, he's third, leaders back. Big wheels chased up in the 1-1. Colt 31, Northview Hustler. Rock bottom last on the inside. They keep building on the pressure. 28-1, Mr. McLaren joined and headed now by Leap to Fame at the top of the lane. Kingmaker third, then Colt 31. The outside putting away Mr. McLaren. He's feeling the pain because Leap to fame explodes away. He's limbering up perfectly for the big show. And Leap the Fame goes down to the line under a throttle hold, beating Mr. McLaren. King
1: you might say, well, he didn't beat much, but I've watched a lot of harness racing. I know Chris Barsby watched a lot more than me, but um I don't care how good you are to death seat like that. And just do that with such arrogance over the closing stages of quarters, 28.6, 29.4, 28.1, 26.6. The margin was 10. It could have been a lot more. Had it been another 50 metres, the horse wins by a much bigger margin. Credible horse, 30 starts, 23 wins. Chris Barsby is with us. How are you, Chris? I'm well, Steve. Good
0: morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Yeah, he's he's top notch. There's no doubt about it. And when you really analyse his efforts, compared to the two that we saw on Friday night, working between races at Geelong. They're worlds apart, Steve. And I know we're still a month out, so there's a lot of water to go under the bridge. between Not a lot of water, <laughs> and... No, true, true. But mm. this guy is just rock-hard fit. He's in the zone. So these guys, in many ways, uh, are playing catch-up. He, he's clearly the horse to beat. And I find it staggering that he's just eased in the market. He's out to 225. I find that uh,
1: really odd because he just looks... The horse to beat clearly. Of course, it's going to be uh, capped at numbers, that big race. Chris, tell me about the, f- the off the arm uh, there at Menangle. It's a Friday night, isn't it? The uh, It's a Saturday. Or Saturday, night. I'm yeah, sorry, sat- the 2nd of September. Yeah. That's right. So, um, just looking at the gates, but you know, Catch a Wave is
0: obviously very fast off the arm. Uh, he's proven that with his efforts in the Chariots of Fire and the Miracle Mile. But it doesn't seem to matter with Leap to Fame because he's just so versatile, Steve. He's got a wonderful record at the track, already a New South Wales Derby winner there, already a New South Wales British Challenge winner there. So he's a dual Group 1 winner at the track, and the 2,400 metres is right in his wheelhouse. So when a few of these horses just might be feeling the effects, this is where Leap to Fame just goes into his own sort of uh, zone and, and just becomes that, that beast that we've known him to become now. So... Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. There's still a few spots up for grabs. We've got the Singo race on Saturday week. And uh, I, I think, um, so John Singleton's obviously got to make his call. It doesn't have to be the winner of that race. It could be a horse that catches his eye. I think uh, Summit Bloodstock are yet to make their call on who's going to represent them. Uh, we know that Racing Tasmania Magician is now representing uh, that slot holder following his win in the Bowtide on Saturday night. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. I mean, a few more spots remain, but uh, you know they're all they're all out there to catch leap mm. to fame.
1: So we're talking about the world's richest harness event, 2.1 million. It's the second of September. It's over the distance of 2,400 2, meters. Chris, three and four year olds only. So ten slots total. So ten runners only. But leap to fame at the moment, two ten, three fifty, catch a wave, lost storm, six nine dollars, captain ravishing, and my ultimate Ronnie there at at uh, twenty one dollars. So Jack Butler's with us, Chris. Jack, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris.
0: Uh, I'll start with you and this Eureka race. Uh, Danger zone. Is he actually in Sydney as we speak?
2: Yeah, mate. He went. He went back with Luke when he went back last week or week before, whatever it was. Yeah, he, um, he's down there. So, will he start in the uh, the Singo race? Yeah, that, that's that's Luke's plan, I think. And uh, yeah, we're just going to give it a crack and
0: uh, see how we go. Well, you've got every right to give it a crack. Two point one million dollars. It's uh it's not every day that you're lining up for a race like that. So if he performs well, he could easily catch the eye of John Singleton and away you go.
2: Yeah, it'd be nice. Um, you know, like sleep the phone, catch a wave and all of them, you know, they're super horses and that, you know, if you just never know in a big race like that, going for that sort of money uh, Get the right draw, like, you know, you might fill a place somewhere if you're lucky enough or something like that, which is, um, you know, still really good money. So when did you hatch this plan about sending Danger Zone down to Sydney? Uh, to be honest with you, I probably threw the toys out of the cot a little bit. I just got sick of drawing so bad every week. And, um, yeah, I just said, oh, I've had enough anyway. And then Luke sort of suggested this to me. And then, um, yeah, it sort of went that way.
0: Okay, fair enough. And all is well. He's settled in well. You're getting good reports? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lily is uh, always on
2: the Snapchat, Snapchatting to us, and, and that day, uh, they're really happy with him. And, uh, yeah, I think he's going to trial tomorrow at an angle, and, um, yeah, we'll sort of know a bit more after that, I guess.
0: Okay. How do you think he'll be on that big track down there? Um, um Well, it's good, I hope. Um, it's all, you know... I. Didn't have
2: much to do with the track before I moved up here, but one thing I did know, that it did take him a couple of runs I found to get used to it. Um, you know, but he's racing, mate, and I'm hoping suits him there. Like, he, he can sort of finish off pretty hard late, and he, even up here before he went, he was running some super sectionals last quarter. So things like that were just unbelievable. So, yeah,
0: we're just sort of hoping, mate, and
2: um, yeah, hopefully he can adapt it well.
0: Right, being that big, tall, lanky type that he is, you would think the big track is going to be more to his liking. Yeah, I'd like to think so. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see how he goes there, to be honest. All right. Well, that's Danger Zone. Hopefully a good report tomorrow when he steps out in the trial. Just talking about the carnival and uh, the the way you guys performed throughout the carnival, you must have been super proud, in particular with Hot and Treacherous. He was enormous throughout the carnival, um, always chasing leap to fame, but never put in a bad one throughout the entire carnival. No, no, we will wrapped with him, Chris. um, You know,
2: he turned up every week and uh, just, you know, he delivered his best and that's all you can ask of him. And, um, you know, not too many can beat Leap to Fame. So uh, we're quite happy running the place to him. I think we've done it three or four times, I think, from memory. And then, you know, he was always hitting the line
0: good and and just giving his best. Yeah, he just seemed to have Leap to Fame peeling off his right shoulder all the time, which would have been, um, you know, frustrating. uh, But, you know... Still very good, running second behind a horse like Lead the Fame. So, did he have a little easy time after the carnival? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Adele both just had about ten
2: days off, and um, they're back in full swing again now. And uh, yeah, so just
0: get them ready now for the inners I hope. Okay, so into the minions, obviously here in our own backyard, December one. So they'll have a nice big foundation leading into that series. Yeah, that's, that's what I want to do. And, um, you yeah, know, you've got to be cherry ripe
2: in them sort of races, that's for sure. Like, there's no difference to what we just went through with our carnival. But, uh, yeah, you know, they, they're, they're older horses. And um, I, I think you can give them too long off, to be honest. And, uh, yeah, we just sort of, just as I said, a 10-day sort of freshen up and then,
0: um, you know, just keep ticking them over. Okay. With Hot and Treacherous, Jack, was there any sort of temptation to look at races like, uh, the Lensmith Mile, which is on the same day as the Eureka, the Victoria Cup, or is it all about the inter Dominion? that's the sole focus?
2: Um, yeah, look, we did look at the Lensmith Mile and then um, I just felt it was I would have to sort of rush him back too quick. Um, we, we were even looking at um, going back to the New Zealand Cup, to be honest, and uh, okay. but we sort of put pay to that and it's just a bit too close to the to the heats of the, the Inners, so...
0: Um, yeah, so pretty much, I Just this stage, it's just yeah, the end is really. Okay, and Adele's the same. She won't be going interstate anytime soon. No, I, I
2: wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. No, mate. we will just concentrate on up here and uh, and then head towards that that way with her okay. as well.
0: All right. were you happy with her throughout the carnival? Yeah, I was. I was. She um she she
2: sort of um uh, look, we, we probably drove upside down in that in that. In that big race, um, but we sort of thought, well, we're here, we yeah, we're not going to die wondering, and that, yeah, it just didn't turn out. I think I think the way that she's been racing previous to that, you know, we're just we're driving her for a speed, with a speed, and um, yeah, look, we, it didn't work out for us, but uh, yeah, that's the way it goes.
0: Okay, so this campaign, uh, well, this new campaign that she's going to uh, come into now. This, this will be interesting because last campaign, you were still learning about her. She was learning about you. So this one could be completely different altogether.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, um, like, I said, like you said, I, I know a hell of a lot more about her now, her traits and um, things like that. And, uh, you yeah, know, hopefully just this little freshen up and yeah, she's jumping out of her skin at the moment, to be honest. And, uh, yeah, hopefully she can come back and, um, you yeah, know, do a job. And... Uh, yeah, well, just as I said, I think we'll just have to just drive her the way we, we were driving before that last race. But, uh, you know, um, it's, yeah, she she should be good.
0: Okay. Not only could you have one representative for the trotters into the minion, you could have two funny face, Were you throwing a nom for her? Yeah, I think so. She's um, she's improving every time she goes out, like
2: even with her manners at the start. And, uh, yeah, um, back beyond this week, so that'll be interesting and see what happens there. But... Um, yeah, so but she's
0: yeah she's a she's a very nice mare. Yep, no doubt she keeps improving all the time. And mm. speaking of mares, Manhattan has she returned home to New Zealand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's gone home. Um, yeah, I think there
2: might be two mares races for her, and then I think she has a little blow, and then and apparently she's coming back to the carnival again next year. <laughs> there you go. Looked in nice and early. <laughs> yeah, they did. The owners the owners had a ball, and um, yeah, they. They, they were pretty keen to get back, so um,
1: yeah, which was great.
2: alright yeah, good to hear.
0: I want to ask you about a few of these runners today. We've got heaps of the triad today for the the young ones. We'll start with Cruz Joshua and Ray Six. Will today be his day? Are you surprised that he hasn't picked up a race already? Yeah, he's just a he's just a real good little sit sprint horse. Um,
2: just over racing a little bit on me at the moment. Um, changed a bit of gear in on him today, and um, hopefully that can settle him down a bit, but. Uh, yeah, look, it's a hard race today. There's a bit of speed underneath him. And, um, you know, I think if we go forward, he's going to be sort of left parked out. So I think we we'll just have to try and slot in somewhere and just see if he can run home. But, um, yeah, it is a little
0: frustrating, Chris, but I'm sure he'll get his bonus one day. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That, that must be a... Um... Uh, a bit of a quandary that you're facing today because he is blessed with so much gate speed so the temptation might be there but as you said you're trying to get him to, to relax a little bit so this might be the perfect uh, opportunity today just to drive him off uh, off cover.
2: Yeah well, that's that's what I'm thinking. I probably might go out there and have a different idea but um, I, that's sort of the way I was looking at it and um, yeah I, I just think if we go forward there's just enough speed inside us to keep us out there and, uh, and as you said I'm trying to
0: Spinning the to settle a little more, and um, yeah, hopefully that that can be today. All right, race nine today. You've got this guy absolutely flying rock supreme. I think he's been placed his last nine, he's won six of those. Why can't he win again today, Jack? Uh, no, there's no reason why he can't. Um, just a bit tricky early. I
2: just don't know where he's going to be either. Um, good speed inside of him as well, and um, you know, I think uh, Graham DeWise likes to hold the chair too, so um. Yeah, I don't know what Bryce is going to do there, but uh, he definitely can win with the right trip for sure.
0: Am I right in saying there's a bit of pressure on Bryce today because the owners are in town? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're here. Um, no, the pressure's right on him today, the big fold, but uh, no, he'll be right, he'll handle it. <laughs> has, he shown, uh, has he shown mum and dad the tattoo that he's got a rock supreme on his forearm? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, he's been uh, showing that off to everyone. Yeah, he's pretty happy with it.
0: Well, there's even more pressure now that uh, he's back driving it because he's just come off a suspension. He needs to go out and deliver himself, doesn't he? Yeah, my word. My word. All the pressure's on him today. All right. Well, that's rock supreme. Uh, race 10, obi one. He's going well. He just hasn't had a great deal of luck. So how do you think uh, he fits in today with this race?
2: Yeah, he just, he's just a real opportunity. He's going good, but he just, um, just just needs everything to go his way. Um, and these sort of races are always hard to get that to happen. But, um, you know, he gets the right trip and, and they run a fairly solid, he'll be right there,
0: I'm sure of it. OK, you've got the drawn on to your inside. That probably doesn't help because he's a good gauge speed horse. So maybe if he can land 1-1, one, 1-2 one, one back, that might be his spot today.
2: Yeah, I think so. That's how it looks on paper, Chris. And, uh, you know, a good bit of speed on him. We You know, we, we sort of can't get trucked until he's sort of
1: mm-hmm.
2: top of the straight sort of focal out. Yeah. Okay,
0: in the last race today I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts here on Happy Go Linky, now he's a clear favourite for this race, is, is he rising in grade and does barrier one suit? Um,
2: all the above um, he's definitely rising in grade uh, I do think he's a nice little horse but he's got really good speed and good manners um, just not unsure about his gate speed obviously because he, he drew second row last week and um, but he followed through quite well Um I'm sure he'd have enough gate speed. So um, I'll just leave that up to know what he does early with him. But you know, I couldn't be happy with him here at home. He's
0: a horse and he's going to do a good job. 56 three 27, 5 on the way home, winning first up. <coughs> so they're good numbers. So do you like this guy? Do you think he's got a future?
2: Yeah, look, I think he'll go for his grades, that's for sure. Um, you know, he's still only a three-year-old, lightly race might follow um, he probably needs to fill out a little bit. He's only a, a light little
0: fella, but um, yeah, I can't see why he can't keep improving. Okay, so out of your runners today, which one are you most confident about?
2: Yeah, yeah I'd have to say the last fella. Happy to go, Linky. He's, um, like I said, I'm, I'm quite happy with where he's at at the moment and
0: everything with him. So, yeah, you know, they get the draw one very often, so he wasn't make the most of it. No, no. Race 11, number one. Happy go, Linky. You're the reigning trainer of the year here in Queensland. Right now, you're third in the Premiership. You've got 89 wins, so another century season just around the corner. Are you happy with the numbers so far this year?
2: Yeah, it's been a bit up and down sort of a season, Chris. Um, You know, we sort of put everything into last season and and that sort of thing, and um, probably just didn't get the horses backing up like I did last year at the moment, but... um, no, we're ticking over pretty good everyone seems pretty happy and um, yeah we're still earning good you know good
0: money here and there and that so we're we're pretty happy Mm. but i suppose one way of looking at it um last year a lot of runners everywhere this year a lot of runners in the feature races and and that's probably the the most important thing because that's where the money is definitely i I was going to say that I, i probably I had
2: more quality than quantity this year, if that makes sense. I yeah. suppose, um, which which was you know, which was great. They're the, they're the races you want to win for sure. So uh, yeah, but yeah, no, we're, we're ticking over, good. All right, excellent.
0: Hey, we will see you trackside later today. Appreciate the time this morning. Thanks, Chris. There's Jack Butler joining us, the, the reigning trainer of the year here in the Sunshine State. Right now, Grant Dixon leading Chantel Turpin. Jack sits in third. So. We'll see if he can get a winner or two later today. I want to check in with Ty Robson because he's got his nice three-year-old. Have you checked in starting today? He goes around in race nine and Ty's online with us now. Ty, appreciate the time.
3: Yeah, no, not a problem, Chris.
0: Have you checked in? He's back in town. He's a proven Albion Park performer. Two wins from four starts here. Have you found the right race for him today?
3: No, there's a question mark on that. Um, He's travelled up better and settled in better than what we expected. And um, we nominated on Saturday night in a three-year-old it didn't stand up. Down home, they have a fascination with running mile races and, and mile trials. And he hasn't had a run over 10 furlongs for well, a little while now, most probably since the Derby Heats at the start of the year. So today's, today's more of a test. We'll just give him a run over the 10 furlongs. He'll certainly need the run. So, yeah, they've got their chance to beat him today
0: okay he's won five from eleven this year, eight from twenty four overall. He's won his last three newcastle newcastle to Bathurst. he He looks sharp at the moment uh he's running good time and winning convincingly
3: yeah his, his last win at Bathurst was was pretty pretty impressive, like um again it was another rise in grade and I think it was an n up to seventy at Bathurst, which is which is a pretty hard grade at, at, at Bathurst. it's it's most probably just a tier below the yeah, equivalent at Menangle, um, an so a lot of those horses progress onto there. So, admittedly, you let out in front, but um, when you run in the, you know, I think at low 55, if not uh, 54 last half, when it, I think it was about 6 degrees when we went around, we had long pants on and heated jackets on compared to the weather up here. So, yeah, it was certainly a cold night. So, um, yeah, you, you pretty ran a pretty nice last half that night.
0: Okay. Is he just the leader or is he versatile?
3: No, that, that's his that's his best asset. His versatility. Uh, he's he's got gate speed. You can pull him off the gate, You can lead in front. Arguably, you know he's much better with a sit. And I think um, his two wins here at Albion Park have both been from a sit. So if he's sitting up pretty today, he's got a brilliant turn of foot. So yeah, that, that's that's his best asset would be his versatility. Yeah, yeah.
0: One of those wins when he won here, Ricky Elgin drove him, and he looked awesome coming off cover. He looked really sharp. One of those wins.
3: Yeah, he's got a really good turn of foot. Yeah, yeah, like you know, over a furlong. Like if he, yeah, if he's sitting up today, yeah, but he can sustain it too, which is good. So he just hasn't had the opportunity over the, over the longer trips to demonstrate it. Like we work him, work him over the longer trips at home. He does a lot of work over the longer trips. But as I said, it's only really been the Derby heats where he's been asked to go over the over the 2400 or 10 furlongs. As I said, a lot of the racing down home now is unfortunately, oh, depends on what side of the fence you sit on. It's over a mile, so it's... um. Yeah, it is what it is, and yeah, and you can't troll over ten furlongs; they're all over a mile as well. So, yeah, but no, he certainly comes off 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 a helmet really good.
0: All right. So you've engaged Bernie Hewitt to drive today. Will Bernie stick with him right through the next couple of weeks?
3: Yeah, we've asked him to drive him next week in the in the final. I'm pretty yeah, he's I'm pretty sure he's quite automatically qualified. So yeah, Bernie's going to drive him. He's in again on Saturday night, as I said. He's um. He's travelled off extremely well and in, in need of the run, so we're going to put him around again on Saturday night as well. But I think Bernie's got a drive in that, so we're on the lookout for another driver for Saturday night. But, yeah, Bernie, Bernie's agreed to drive him in the final a week later.
0: You wouldn't think there'd be too much of an issue finding a driver. I think they might be ringing you.
3: Oh, well, we can only hope. With well, they might <laughs> want to see how he goes today. <laughs>
0: Uh, Ty, a couple of questions I want to ask with have you checked in. Uh we've recently come out of our carnival here in July. So was there any temptation about starting him in either the derby or the Hayden race? Because you had a slot uh you were a slot holder for that race, weren't you?
3: Correct, yeah, we were a slot holder, yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was it was bought off the cuff. Um we were down we were we were unaware of it, the auction itself, more or less until the auction started. And um yeah, we we're in a mad rush and end up putting our hand up without reading the terms and conditions and then realised the horse had to be stable and trained up here. So we made we made inquiries with with um with Tim But the horse he was he was in need of a he was in need of a spell. There's always that temptation, you know, especially with the, the two and three olds when, you know, they're just slightly above average. You know, there's plenty of good races they can go in. Um but you just gotta you just gotta pick your battle. So you know, he left left Queensland last August then went home and then went in the Breeders' Challenge and then we give him a, another light let up. And then, um, yeah, before you know it, Baffus is coming around in March. Um, and then the Derby was in, in January. Like, he went to Sydney for three months in January and February down for the Derby and I think Simpson, I think. So, yeah, he, he needed a spell somewhere somewhere along the line. So, we elected straight after the Baffus gold crown um, or chalice, I think it is, for 3 olds yeah, to, to put him out in the paddock. So, he had six-odd weeks off. We were thinking about bringing him up for the derby, as it turns out. I think one of his trials there, He, you know, if we would have got serious with him, his first trial back, he would have been on deadline down there at Bathurst. So we knew we were at... You know, and then on deadline came up here and I think won the Redcliffe derby from memory. So, um, yeah, we we thought we were on the money then, we were always on his prep, but um, the aim was just uh, to bring him up here. This is a bit of a working holiday for us, so it's been planned for, yeah, I suppose you could say 12 months now. So, um, yeah, it was always the aim just to bring him up for the triad. And again, when he goes yeah. back, you know, the breeders, breeders, um, breeders Challenge is on again, New South Wales, and, yeah, one of the owners wants to go down to Victoria for the Vic Derby, taking down there. So, um, yeah, there's just there's plenty of targets.
0: Yeah, endless opportunities by the sound of it. And just on the triad, uh, he's going to be one of the major players, isn't
3: he? Oh, we hope so, yeah. I think a few of the other the major players are stepping out today. So, um, interesting to see how they go. Yeah. Um, yeah, the ten furlongs is going to sort them all out. I think you know, the, with the with the way of the standard bred, bred these days, you know, they all got that, that speed in them. So there's very a lot of them can run a mile. Um, but yeah, it's extending them out over ten furlongs or, or to twenty one hundred at, at Albion. So they, they should test them all out and even them out a bit more. I think.
0: Mm. Tell me this, Ty. He was a good sized two year old last time I saw him. Has he filled into that frame? Has he thickened up a bit?
3: He has. Yeah, no, he's grown into a nice horse. He's just just matured. Like he's very immature last year, still is a little bit now. Like he always wants to play and carry on and test your, test your patience. Um, but yeah, he has now. He's filled in the horse. So as I said, he went down to Sydney for a few months. That made him as well. Um, going down, and his, Ricky took him on for a few months down there, working and training him at Monangle. So um, yeah, that, that trip away, we're both up to here last year a couple of times, then down to Sydney. Yeah, that certainly put him in good stead for the rest of this year.
0: All right, well, we're looking forward to seeing him later today. How many did you bring up during this little uh, campaign?
3: Uh, we brought three up, so we, um, yeah, we put two around on Saturday night and, and um, yeah, have you checked in, so uh, they're all in again on Saturday night.
0: All right. Rebeard went a good race from a bad draw there on the weekend.
3: Yeah, no, we couldn't believe they put up 80 to one. Um, yeah, when you watch his last run at Newcastle, he's, yeah, the driver broke his draw in 55, and... um yeah, he had a hoof absence so only a fortnight ago, so he had a week off, or well, the week before he travelled up. So I think if he didn't miss that week's work, he would have yeah, he would have won there the other night. And Gemma came off, Gemma Hill, she came off and said he was wrapped. And she said, just keep an eye on the sectionals when they put them up there on the website later on. And as it turns out, I think he ran the quickest last half in the race. So another week's work under his belt this week. And um, yeah, he should be should be in pretty good stead for another good run on Saturday night.
0: And how did you assess the Mayor, Heavenly Sign?
3: Oh well, she's a mare that needs. To, she just needs. She's a typical better to light. She's not that big, and she does really well. And she she just needs racing. So again, we freshened them all up to bring them up. So it's eleven hours for us. So we we split it over two days. Um, and yeah, she was three weeks in between runs. Uh, again, she didn't have. She had a last hobble. I think on the Monday missed the hobble. Had a day off on the float coming up. She didn't, then she came back. She just needed to run. So I think. Overall, I think she ran 54-2, and two, I think, herself over the mile. Needed the run. Um, I think, again, they run their last half in 54-55. So I think on face value, you come away and you're disappointed. But when you start to break it down, um, it's most probably a pretty good run. So she'll back up again this week, and she's drawn the back line, So um, which isn't a bad thing because she's not blessed with gate speed. So I expect her to, yeah, to turn, around, turn around sharply this week. She's just a mare that needs racing. And we're told that when we're bored, yeah, um, Emma Stewart and Alan McDonough down there in Victoria, they said the more you race this man, the better she'll go. So yeah, when we're backing her up weekly or fortnightly down there at Newcastle, just recently, she's going really well. And yeah, it's just it's just just a victim of circumstances again with the travel and just having the pressure up. She came up here and do that little bit of work early. She's found one late, but yeah, if, um, if you would have asked me on Saturday, I would have said she's a second or two better for the run. So if you take that into account, she should be more than competitive this Saturday night.
0: Right. Well, fingers crossed they all perform well. Uh, it's now August, so breeding season not too far away. Is there a few mares to fold down this uh, this season?
3: We've only got one, unfortunately. The, the The weather was a little bit funny down at home. Spring last year, it was it was cold. Um, we had a lot of rain last year, and it was cold right up until November. And yeah, we kind of just give up towards the end. But we, the one we got in fold is a Christian Cullen mare called Liz Flass, and she's in fold a bit as the right. So. Um, it's actually the dam of Escalera. He's, he's done a lot of his racing up here in recent times. But mm. her youngest progeny, I think he ran third in the in the New Zealand size stakes there, uh, to one of Perdon's there a couple of months ago. So he seems to be well above average. So um she's at five to the track now for for five two old winners and yeah, a couple yeah, a couple of handy ones. So we're fortunate in that regard that she's in full, but yeah, we've got a few booked in and um, yeah, when we go back, my wife, she's she's at home looking after her now, and when we go back, we'll start to, start to get working on the mares.
0: All right. One other question I want to ask you as well. So as it stands, Albion Park is set to uh, uh, close uh, in 2025. We've got a, a new home being talked about at Norwell. So you're from New South Wales. What size track would you like to see built if it was up to you at Norwell?
3: I'd just pick Albion Park up and take it to Norwell. I wouldn't even entertain wouldn't even entertain a Menangle Track. Yeah, and just in terms of atmosphere, there's just no atmosphere. Well, very minimal atmosphere at, at Menangle. Um, yeah, yeah, the horse is always away from you. And like, and you, and park, they now being parked. They run time. You know, good camber turns. Every horse seems to get its chance. You got the sprint lane. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd just be sticking it if they can replicate. Albion Park and um, and take it down the road. I think that would be the would be the best option to go. Yeah, seems
0: the general consensus. Just remove uh, Albion Park and place it down in Norwell on the way we go. Hey, Ty, I really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside later today.
3: No problem. Thanks, Chris.